Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Epic Vision Zone. My name is Jane Applegath, a former award-winning stockbroker, television producer, script writer, yoga instructor, and now founder of the Epic Vision Zone. Each show, we offer you an inspiring person or message to bring you closer to your big dream by showing you how to enter the portal to your new reality where possibilities, prosperity, potential, and your epic life live. Thank you all for being here today. Ralph Walder Emerson said, the only person you are destined to become is the person you decide to be. Something today's guest knows all about. A licensed professional counselor, an EMDR expert, professional keynote speaker, author and transformational therapist, Suzanne McCall, has dedicated the last 30 years of her life to helping people reach their highest potential. Through interactive, motivating, and inspiring discussions, Suzanne's work is known for producing sustained and life-altering results, leading to success, fulfillment, and happiness in all areas of life and career. As founder of Sound Health and Wellness and Suzanne McCall, LPC and LLC, Suzanne's passion is helping women overcome limiting beliefs, gain confidence, and lead an authentic life so that they can reach their highest potential, both personally and professionally, to not just survive, but to thrive. As author of Reclaiming Self-Worth, The Five-Step Method to Releasing Limiting Beliefs and Feeling Worthy, Suzanne asks the qu- and answers the question, If you could release all the limiting beliefs about yourself that hold you back, what might your life look like? And she says, if you know you have so much more to offer the world, now is the time to make a mindset change. Welcome, Suzanne. Thank you so much for joining us here today. My pleasure, Jane. I'm really happy to be here. Well, Suzanne and I have been back and forth for a couple of years now, and I'm so glad we finally connected here, but I am so excited to delve into this topic because I feel that we all could use this right now, especially in our current times and the shift in all kinds of lives that are going on. So before we get started, tell us how you grew into knowing what it takes to be in the game of life. Well, that was quite a long journey. <laughs> I uh, started out in upstate New York in a small town with a very big family. I'm one, I'm one of seven. And as you can imagine, my parents were very busy. So I was really kind of left on my own. And I, I decided, as we all do, the best way to get my needs met was to be quiet and the good one and the helper. So I really kind of neglected my own personal growth and development. I always wanted to be a dancer, but I really couldn't get my parents to to get on board with that. So I ended up, you know, getting into um, athletics. And when I finally got to college, I was able to start dancing. And, um, you know, after college, you know, you come to this time when you decide what you're going to do next. And I decided to take a risk and move into the New York City and, you know, explore that dance and acting career. And each step of the way, obviously I learned something about myself and, you know, came came up against challenges or obstacles. Um, And of course uh, I was sabotaging myself a lot when it came to, you know, being on camera. 
and a lot of anxiety about it. Um, so I reshifted back to being a therapist, which I also loved studying and the personality has always been something I've been interested in. And um, I decided, I started out with dance movement therapy. And what the reason why I loved that was because it really focused on the connection between your mind, your emotions, um, and who you are and how you live your life and your body. And now I do this other kind of therapy. And what this kind of therapy does is it really helps you to tap into the different places inside of you where you know what's really going on. And sometimes it's your body. So that mind-body connection belief has been a core thing. And each step of the way, I've learned something about myself, which I think is kind of what we're here for, to learn. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, thank you for sharing that journey. And I can see how you married the two with the body movement and the mind, because that's what yoga did for me in the same sense. You know, I had been in, in, in a very uh, uh, professional, in the stock brokerage business. You know, I've always been enamored with imagination and creativity. Um, but, you know, that being in the stock brokerage business was, I guess at that time, I didn't realize was out of my realm. But needless to say, I found yoga. And so I can see where the dance would come in because it's an expression. And we all, as you know, we hold our emotions in our body. So it's a great way to segue into the work that you do today. And it, what a gift that you have that background, you know, because yeah. you, you probably have a gift to read individuals through their body more because you've been in tuned with that. But thank you. That is, you know, like you said, mm -hmm. we're all here to learn and we keep growing. Um, but there yeah. was a reason you got into dance and, and here you are. So overcoming doubts, what were some of the doubts that you had to overcome when shifting to an entrepreneur mindset and owning your own private practice? Because I'm sure that was a big leap. Oh, that was so big. And I, I kind of toggled back and forth for so long before I actually took the leap. And what, I think the biggest thing that happened when I became an entrepreneur running my own business was as a therapist, you're in your room, you're just by your, you know, with your client, they're the focus. But when you become an entrepreneur, you have to get out there and sell yourself. And that's what your business is. And so for me, all my self-doubts came up. I'm not perfect enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't really have anything unique about me, you know, because you compare yourself to everyone and you say, oh, well, I'm just really, you know, boring. Um, and uh, even how I look. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's what I do. <laughs> and I try not to. <laughs> um, so yeah. That's what I, well, those things I had to overcome. Yeah, well, actually, that's not, I, I think you're pro probably pretty normal, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, and, and, and the thing is that, that we all, we all come from that space, even, even the great ones that are on stage or who are incredibly successful at what they do in the coaching realm, they all started from something. And I'm sure their first time in front of individuals or doing their thing on camera they were just as doubtful, you know, because let's yeah. face it, life doesn't come with a guidebook or a map. And that would be really nice. <laughs> that would oh, be yeah. very helpful. <laughs> but, 
but yeah, no, I, 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 I agree with you and I, I resonate and, and I still, I don't know about you, but you know, I still have doubts, you know, there's, there's yeah. always something running in the background, you know, the program, but the, the key is overcoming and that's, we're going to get into that. So yeah. let's, let's delve into, I've got uh, something here on negative patterns. So many people aren't aware of their negative thoughts, which is true because it's unconscious. Name some right. common negative patterns of thinking and feeling you can and feelings that you come across and how they can show up in our daily lives. Uh, well, I think one of the really most interesting ones, and people don't really even they're not aware of it, right? I'm too emotional. You know, like people have been told their whole life maybe that they were too emotional. And that therefore they kind of dull themselves down when it comes to what they do and how they show up and um, they kind of shut down. So then they're not always clear about who they really are. Um, and that, that really affects their life. And, uh, and the other ones are, you know, not feeling good enough and worthy. That's really a core one that really is like at the bottom of all these other issues, because if you're too emotional, there's something wrong with you, right? Um, uh, I'm not enough. I'm, I'm, I'm broken in some way. Like, I don't know. I don't really think I work. I function as well as other people. Like say you're, you know, you're, you, you have a hard time expressing yourself to people or communicating that a lot of times it's that, you know, people are feeling like they're taking up too much space or they're going to get rejected. They're caught underlying feelings of not wanting to be rejected. Um, maybe they're talking too much or, you know, it's all based on really how you were treated when you were, when you were growing up, but people right. don't oh, are not aware because they don't put it into that perspective. Absolutely. They, they don't associate how they are today or the doubts that they have. And they often react in other ways that comes out, you know, either angry or frustrated or that kind of thing. But that you just segued perfectly into our our next question, because you said that it all goes back to how we're brought up, because we're often told what to do, who to be and how to act in life, especially mm -hmm. from our younger years. So what influence does this have on our behavior and our growth? It's a hundred percent influence. I mean, what we're told by our, by society, our family, our culture, it shapes our personality almost completely. And sometimes uh, there's defense mechanisms that we adapt, but we think it's our personality. Um, and if, for example, what you're told, who you're told to be is not who you're really meant to be, then people will go out and uh, rebel and do certain things just to spite, you know, what they were being told. So they might find a way to express themselves that isn't really how they want to, you know, but, you know, that's what we do. We go out and we do things that are not necessarily what we fully want to do um, until we, you know, years later, get some help for it. But uh, a lot of times people, people don't look back on their life and they say, why did I do that? Why was I acting that way? And you know, when you really understand it, it all makes sense. So yes, it does shape 
your behavior. Yes, it, it almost feels like it's something that should be taught at a very young age, you know, that, exactly. that the awareness of, of who you are and, and just to, to the, the awareness is key, first and foremost, because mo most people are walking around unconscious. You know, they say 95% of who you are is a recording of the past, you know, your, your recorded behaviors, your recorded habits, and which shape your personal reality which then becomes your personality and mm -hmm. and you're you're spot on when you say that that you know um you, it's interesting that you said that when one of the ways that people show this that they're not resonating with who they're tr someone else is trying to conform them to be is that they rebel um but maybe it's because you know deep down they're being trying to put their a round peg in a square hole but that's really really interesting i love the way you put that that they you were we rebel and there's different right ways that that comes through in our personality because then we've shaped mm -hmm. our personal reality to that point. So where, I, I mean, I feel like we might've answered some of this question, but where do limiting beliefs come from and why do they keep us stuck? Why is it that we can't move on? Well, I'll answer the second question first, which is that we're, like you've said, we're not conscious of the fact mm -hmm that it's just a belief that was created mostly for a form of um, protection, for a sense of keeping you belonging, keeping you in a feeling safe. Um, so we're not even aware that these are just beliefs that we think it's the truth and the reality. But the, the be limiting beliefs happen so that we can be included and belong and be accepted. So um, you, we often, kind of for myself, for example, I might have tried to be really quiet and not um, not be very outspoken. And, and I decided I wasn't very interesting. So I had to be, I kept quiet and I was the helper instead. And that got me um, taken care of and accepted in my family because I could see that the squeaky wheels who were uh, six other brothers and sisters who were rebelling they were getting, you know, they were getting in trouble. They weren't getting their, you know, they didn't get positive reinforcement. So I decided this was the way I was going to do it. And so um, I, you know, for years didn't know that that was just my way of being part of my family or being part of my tribe. It's like a, it's like a hardwired thing that we do later on. And it helps us. And we do develop really great skills from our beliefs about ourselves, but they're not necessarily allowing our full potential to um, to blossom. And so that's why it's good to try to look at them and understand them and make, have a choice if this is what you want to continue or not. Right. That makes perfect sense because we innately yeah. want to protect ourselves. Yeah. And so your mind was saying, well, we want to stay safe. We want to stay. That's our reptilian brain. We want to stay protected. Yeah. And you as a child, in order to do that, you had the wherewithal to notice that those that were making the noise were getting in trouble. And your mind said, aha, I'm going to be smarter and be quiet so I won't mm -hmm. get in trouble. So it was actually protecting you. But you're right. Then you carry that through. So interesting. Oh, wow. That was that was, I can see and I can see how you carry that through your life. 
because it's a mechanism that's uh, yeah. ingrained and, and you, you've cultivated it over the years, which we all tend to do. Well, here's a topic that we all need help with these days, because I believe that the world is going to be in a state of change from here on forward. It's just the way things are today. So mm -hmm. with the climate of change, what are three key pieces of advice that you can share with our audience to deal with the unpredictable future? Well, I think primarily what we really need to do is know, look inward and try to get in touch with what our, our values are really maybe come up with um, like five, three to five core values that you decide that this is something that if you live your life according to these values, you're going to um, feel good about your life and it will give you some direction. So, because when everything is changing and we're uncertain about everything that's going on, if we know ourselves, it will be much easier to move forward. Uh, the other thing is to zoom in instead of zoom out. So zoom in to what's going on in your life, in the, in the here and now. Uh, what are the small things that you could do? What actions you could take that will go along with those values? And look at the things that are certain rather than uncertain in your life. So try to stay more in, in that part of your world, because if you really let yourself zooming out and get totally overwhelmed by everything that's going on, then you, then your brain, your prefrontal cortex goes offline. You get confused. You can't think straight. You know, that feeling of like, there's just so much going on. I can't even make a decision. That's what happens. So like zooming in and getting smaller about what you want to do and then keep moving forward. Don't, don't stop. And then finally, I think what will, what is also what I recommend is to um, like really connect with people, stay connected with the other people in your life and, and hopefully the people who are positive and um, helping you to move, to think positively, to move forward. Um, because I think those human connections that we have really help us also to stay grounded. Um, and that's really important. Yeah. Yeah, those are so valuable. Thank you. So core values. Now, mm -hmm. if anyone has an issue determining their core values, is there anything you recommend that you could Google something? Because I know when I was first approached, this was years ago, and somebody said, write down your core values. I'm like, what the heck are those? I know. <laughs> like, you know, and I'm, I wasn't a child either. I was, you know, a grown woman that had a career and everything. I'm going core values. You know, oh, I know. Being in, in a stock brokerage business, they don't, you know, they don't explore any of that. They're like, here's your phone. Here's your desk. Now, back in those days, now go to it. You know, it's like core mm -hmm. values. Who cares about core values? So right. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, is, is there anything that you can um, suggest for someone to understand what their core values are and maybe how they can determine the three that they that most resonate with them yeah well i two ways one is really if you go google core values 
you will see a whole bunch of information and I've done that and everything that I've kind of looked at, I don't have one in particular to tell you to do. It really is so helpful to have the list in front of you of what they are and to think about, you know, what feels right, what resonates, like, how does this that's, feel, right? What are the body feeling? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's the way. And the other thing is I really recommend coaching. I really do. Um, I think coaches are so good at helping people to come up with their core values. I know I've done that. That's that helped me to come up with my core values because it's really not it's not instinctive. No, you, know, you really have to get some help with it, I think. So those wow, are my two suggestions. Thank you. No, wow, we opened up a, a, a possibility there. So this is the way my mind works. It's like, that would be a fabulous workshop. Determine your core values. I can help mm -hmm. because it is. And, and I know that on, online they have a list of a bazillion core values. So that in itself gets right. you overwhelmed too. You start going, oh my God, I like, I like them all. <laughs> or I marry yeah, right. all of them. <laughs> but anyway, so fabulous. I just wanted to repeat those. So core value, baby steps. Don't try to eat the elephant all in one bite, right? Right. Because baby, baby steps get you, you know, um, that famous saying, the journey of a million miles begins with one step. Did I say that? Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. That sounds very and, good. I like that. <laughs> right. And, and uh, the third one was, oh my gosh, what was it? Well, it's really about staying grounded. So oh, yeah, like staying grounded. connecting, connect with people. That right. helps you stay grounded. It helps you stay calm and feeling good. Like, right. you know, what, focusing on what you know and what you're certain, those connections with people. And I, I feel like that's like a very, very important thing to do. And main, of course, going outside, getting out in nature, breathing, things like that. Yes. That, yeah. That's the third one. It's like really kind of getting grounded, staying grounded. Yeah. Yeah. Those are fabulous. Thank you. And there's things that everybody can do. So that's, that's a wonderful, uh, three, three steps that everyone could take this week. Let's do it. Yeah. What exactly is imposter syndrome and how can we overcome it? Yeah. So imposter syndrome is defined as the experience of no matter what you do and how much success you have, you feel on the inside, like it really wasn't because of who you are. You feel like you're a phony and that people are going to find out if they really um, get to know who you are, or, or maybe they just didn't see the whole picture because, you know, it's hard to be perfect. And I think when you have imposter syndrome, you think if you're not perfect, then you're, you don't, you don't deserve, you know, the success you have. And I think imposter syndrome there, it's really a continuum in terms of self doubt, you know, not believing in yourself. So, you know, we get it like when we have something new that we're doing and, you know, we're comparing ourselves maybe to a, a supervisor who's been doing it for five, 10 years, and you think you're an imposter, like now supervising people, but after a little while, you start to feel more comfortable. The problem comes is when you, when you don't get to that place, like there's people who are, we were talking about this, people who are so successful 
and they still struggle with it, that's when you have to really go in. In terms of how to resolve it, you can work on this yourself. I talk about this, like how to do this kind of stuff in my book. Really kind of um, ask yourself, what is, what's the negative thought I have about myself? And then track it. So track it back in your life. And when I tell people and ask people and my clients to do this, they can do it. I mean, it comes to people pretty quickly. Like they might say, I've, been, I've believed this my whole life. Or once I, I, I felt really good about myself, but then I, in high school, I started to get bullied and all of a sudden I believed I wasn't good enough. So you track it and then you try to challenge that and let you look at it from more of the adult perspective. Like now that you're an adult and you're educated and you see how things really work, did you really deserve to believe that about yourself? And you try to like do some healing of your inner child. You know, you kind of talk to that inner child, that 10 year old or that 15 or, you know, five year old and, and let that person know as if that person is still alive and still with you. Cause basically they, they are, um, and, that everything's okay, that, that they didn't deserve that and they are good enough. And um, look at your look at all the things in your life that are going well. And, um, you know, just try to really take that in because when you don't feel good enough, when you have imposter syndrome, you, you, you're, it's coming from a place that's not about the here and now. It's coming yeah. from your past. So we have to do that inner child work usually. Right. It's about raising the vibration. Like you said, think yeah. of all the good that you're doing or that you're going to be doing uh, because those limiting beliefs bring our, our energy down, you know, mm -hmm. it brings our energy down and to raise it up. That was when you said that, think of all, all the great things you've done that raises your vibration, therefore then raises your, your doubt, your doubts go away because you're mm -hmm. believing in yourself. So yeah. yeah, that was, I, I, I haven't heard that before to think of all the good things you've done that really puts the negative into a positive vibration. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which and is like to, to put, make it a uh, more of a positive affirmation that includes, I don't have to be perfect. I can be really successful without being perfect. You know, yes. and that raises that vibration because all the negativity goes away. And you're and right, important. because really there is no such thing as perfect. It's all subjective. What I see as perfect, mm -hmm. you don't might not see as perfect. Uh, I mean, for me, in my world, there is no such thing as perfect. <laughs> you know? right. Or you could say everybody's <laughs> uh, everybody's well, perfect or nobody. Go ahead. I know. Like, like well. My, my teachers always used to say, there's no such thing as an imperfect sky. Yeah. So, true. you know, we're perfect just as we are. I guess it's just, however you want to reframe it, um, that we're, we're perfect we're in our imperfections. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another true. thing I just will say, one other thing is if you um, imagine yourself having been really successful, like five or 10 years from now, picture it, really try to fill it in, in your mind, and then have that person speak to you now about why you're good enough and why you should believe in yourself. 
you're going to find that you're going to, that's going to raise your vibration too. That's going to make you feel better and more positive. I love that. And then write yourself, your future self writes you a letter. Except, oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And tells you how great you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That just gave me chills. That's fabulous. I love it. Visualization and, and vision, you know, future visioning. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Well, now mm -hmm. we're going into something that I hear a lot of living authentically. Now, what does mm -hmm. it mean really to live authentically and what results can people experience when they embody it? So living authentically is definitely a practice, right? It's not a one and done thing. It's something that you have to work on every day of your life to maybe get up in the morning and say, and remind yourself of who you are, what your values are, what do you want your life to feel like today? And then to make your decisions based on that. So you might have to start saying no to people when they ask you to do something because it doesn't quite feel like it's something that matches yourself and your values or where you're at in that day. Um, so when you live authentically, you feel like you're more of yourself. You feel like you're living a fuller life. It's not necessarily going to make everybody else happy. And it's not necessarily going to take you where you think you sh were going to go or where other people say you should go in terms of success in life, but it's going to take you to a place that feels like you really belong there. And that's a really amazing feeling. Yes, because we often get caught up in, in the society of, or even family being better than, or being greater than, or someone is more successful than you are, or the way you see that. And you try mm -hmm. to push yourself and it's not maybe necessarily your authentic self. And then you, you don't resonate with it. Um, because mm -hmm. I feel that a lot of people see life as a competition and, yeah. um, that can get you into a lot of trouble. I feel mm -hmm. because then people push themselves beyond the boundaries and then they wonder why they're unhappy. Right. right? We have, there's a lot yeah. of successful people that aren't happy and it's because mm -hmm. they're not living authentically. Right. Like you said, you went back to core values. So this core value is very important because they're probably not living within their core values. So, and it's an, like yeah. we said, it's an energy thing, right? Right. If you're not, but then what you're trying to do may not be as successful mm -hmm. if you're not staying within your, your core energy and your core values. Yes, absolutely. You put out a vibration that's um, not yours and, and mm -hmm. then it doesn't resonate. But when you're being authentic, you connect with the people that you, you should be, or you, you are attracting the people that are attracted to you when you're being authentic. Yeah. yeah I, that's, mm -hmm. yeah, that was great insight. Thank you so much. So be beware of the company you keep. Now this mm -hmm. one is a, a great one. I love this one. We talk about the company we keep in our lives. How does it affect our ability to expand or not into mm -hmm. our full potential? 
it's everything because we learn who we are and we grow based on who we're who we're connected with and our interactions with people we're really like we grow by um finding that we're getting support from other people in some ways you know so if you're with people who are not open and not wanting to grow and um you know they that's fine that may be where they want to be but in order to stay with them sometimes you have to slow down your own growth and you have to turn off parts of yourself in order to be in those relationships um and those relationships might also be toxic in some way so they're not only you're not only turning off part of yourself but you are getting hurt all the time and that slows down it's it totally slows down you have to go into protection mode if you can heal those parts of yourself and then choose to be around people who are more aligned with your values and it's much more of a smooth ride you know you are you're growing and their growth is supporting you and you're learning from each other and supporting each other and you your life can change completely it's it can just feel really good um like there's no yeah. obstacle yeah Absolutely. I mean, when you're around people that you resonate with, you feel energized. You know, mm -hmm. I always say I love to be around people who challenge me because that's mm -hmm. my personality. I, I love to grow. I love to learn. Um, you know, that's one of the passions that I have for doing these interviews, because every time I speak with someone like yourself, I learn something. And I, mm -hmm. I, I love the knowledge that that everyone shares and, and uh, you know, the, the worthiness that they provide for the world. So you're absolutely right. Um, but when you're with people who are downers, they mm -hmm. bring your battery down and it's, it's all, you know, the every, it, it's almost contagious. It's just like if you walk into a room and you know, when there's something bad that's happened, cause it's like, yeah. Whoa, you know, or you walk into a room and all of a sudden everybody's ignited and excited. And that's because there's something going on and, and it's exciting. So, yes, I think it's it's very important. I call it the mind diet. You have to be aware mm -hmm. of who you're with, mm -hmm. what you read mm -hmm. and what you listen to, because it mm -hmm. all affects our perceptions and our reality. So, yeah, exactly. I love it. Mm. Like Wonderful. That. Yeah. Well, just like there's a body diet, we really need to have a mind diet. <laughs> Yes, and so I to say it's what your self talk. Also, you have to re you have to be aware of that too. Oh, absolutely! That's at the top of the list. Yeah, <laughs> <For> sure. <laughs> well, now I'm really excited to get into your book, Reclaiming Self Worth. Tell us about your book, Reclaiming Self Worth: The Five Step Method to Releasing Limiting Beliefs and Feeling Worthy, and the Five Step Method. Well, so. My book, it's it's it goes along with this my course. I have an online course that is feeling good in your life, and in it they have the same framework. And this framework that I use is it comes from the the training that I have as an EMI movement desensitization and reprocessing therapy therapist. Um, and it's all about. Under, first of all, let me just tell you, it's BUILD, right? The acronym. So B has to do with believing that things could be better, that you could feel better. Like just finding and thinking about a time in your life when you did feel better. 
when you had that feeling of um, energy and the high vibration and that excitement that just was there. So just believing that that's something to work toward and try to have your life feel like and that there is a possibility. And then the you is understanding all of everything that we've been talking about, right? How, do, how does our personality develop? What happens? What are the things that we learn and how we learn from our society, our family, our culture, things that happen to us, like and how that shapes our personality and how that creates limiting beliefs about ourselves and how those can be there for a reason. But let's just say they're, they really should be there for a reason, not a season, not your whole life. Um, and the eye has to do with really helping people see and identify what their own limiting beliefs are, what they need to let go of um, in order to get to that place where they feel good. And the L is learning strategies. So in the book, there's cognitive strategies, there's visualization strategies, and these are really based on uh, creating new neural pathways in your brain. So that's really big when it comes to um, EMDR and um, how, how we work and uh, learning the strategies. And D is doing. You have to keep doing them. You have to practice. You have to keep using those strategies over and over because we need to really strengthen the neural pathways of really feeling good about yourself and believing in yourself. So that's what the book is all about. Um, it really kind of is a, like a beginning, an ABC of how to understand what it means to be human. Yes, From I, I, I love that. It, it gives you, uh, it's it's not just a, a knowledge, it's, it's giving you steps and exercises that you can take yeah. and apply in your life which is fabulous because, you know, um, it's one thing to absorb the knowledge, but then it's another to put it into action, which is in the doing, you know, and, and it's a practice. I mean, it, every day, you know, we're practicing living at, at our highest yeah. self. I mean, it's, it's uh, you're right. And, and you want to rewire, we have to rewire our programming and that's the neural pathways, right? Create new ones, mm -hmm. but we yeah. have to continue to, to strengthen them because mm -hmm. yeah, the, those are the ones that are going to count in, in, in the future. Well, thank you. I, I, I haven't read it yet, but I can't wait to do so because I'm very excited about it. So um, I would recommend everybody to pick it up. It sounds like a fabulous book. So I have a question here about self-worth talks. Tell us about your free self-worth talks and where people can access them. So I have decided that I really want to try, like with my book and my talks, uh, with workshops, I decided I really wanted to try to make a big impact and really help people see how to understand what self-worth is, how they deserve to feel worthy. And so I, and I love, I love the podcasting kind of conversations because it's one of the things that makes me happy. So I do self-worth talks every couple weeks. And sometimes I'm just talking about a topic. Uh, I think one of the topics was alignment, set, setting boundaries with people. Like, And then sometimes I interview somebody uh, about it who's like an expert in a specific topic. Um, and we really try to look at how, this, how your feelings of self-worth 
are coming to play. For example, when it comes to communication, there's one coming out, you know, soon about communication with an executive coach who works in that field with people. So really trying to blend my way of looking at things with different things that everybody goes through on a daily basis. And I, they, uh, they're on Instagram. We post them on Instagram, um, LinkedIn, but mostly Instagram. Yeah, Suzanne McCall LPC is my Instagram handle. So you can go on there, follow me to be notified when new ones are coming out. Um, right. So tell us now, um, Suzanne, about your classes and session work. So I have different offerings. I do a lot of one-on-one -on -one work with people uh, where we really go deep and um, get into what's going on with them in the here and now, resolve it, all the stuff from the past, and they just naturally transform to feeling good about themselves. Um, so that's my one-on-one -on -one work. And I do workshops where I lead people through these kinds of experiences in a group. Um, and other than that, I do teach, I do speaking about self-worth and imposter syndrome. Oh, and I have a course, but right now the course, if you go on my website and just sign up for the waiting list. Uh, the course is not launched, right? It's not gonna be launched again right now, but it will be soon. And that's just like a self-guided, but in addition to that, we have uh, live group discussions via Zoom about different topics related to what people are learning. And I, that's really exciting. So there's a lot of different ways that people can, you know, find to do this kind of work and that I can help people. Mm, I love it. So they can connect and get all this information on your website. We'll have all that information. But yes, I love the idea that you can either do the one-on-one -on -one or you can do the group and then you have a community where you can all get together and discuss different topics. Just fabulous. And of course, that goes right into your Instagram page that gives all that great knowledge. So mm -hmm. what gives you the most joy in your professional practice? I have to say it's really like having that feeling of that vibration lifting and seeing people, especially whether it's one-on-one -on -one and when people transform to this place of feeling really good, you can feel it happening. And it's just so beautiful and uh, it's magical. So uh, that, that gives me a lot of joy seeing that. Or when people share stuff like at a workshop, um, mm. it's really powerful to see yeah. people feel lit up in some way. Yes, making a difference. Yeah. It's, it fills you with joy, doesn't it? It yeah. really does. Yeah. yeah, it's it's that's where, you know, when you give, you receive and mm -hmm. it, it's you can't you can't put a price on that. So I no. I understand. Yeah, but that's that's what you're doing is making a difference and and making a difference in people's lives, which is even more profound which is uh, yeah. beautiful. Well, any yeah. last words that you would like to share with our audience? Well, I, I just want people to know that they can feel really good, that we're all built to feel amazing. And if we don't feel amazing, it's like a brand new car, right? If we don't feel amazing, all we have to do is work on it and find that person that will help you and guide you to um, release all the stuff that's, 
getting in the way because then you're just naturally you're just naturally going to feel good once you get rid of the stuff that's that doesn't serve you anymore so i want people to know that they shouldn't settle for mm. feeling okay yeah i love that never settle for okay just dump the baggage already yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's too heavy you don't need to carry it around <laughs> oh my gosh that's perfect yeah. well because we're here on the epic vision zone i have one last question for you that i ask all our guests if your life were an epic story what would the title be oh i think it would be something like you know small town girl finds magic in her life because i feel like so so um I want to say blessed with that, the fact that I have have these experiences and it feels magical. And I think it's really about our life is magical. We just have to know how to tune into it. So mm, I love that. Yes, our lives are magical. And you're right. Yeah. It's all about tuning. I mean, it's, it's we're like a tu tuning fork. That's the first thing mm -hmm. that popped into my mind. <laughs> You know, that would be great. I'm sure there, there are, I know there's lots of different spiritual instruments that, you know, find out what your vibration is and whatever, but yes, absolutely. I love that title. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for all sharing all of your knowledge and your brilliance here with us today, uh, Suzanne, and for joining us and be sure to check out Suzanne's website and more at suzannemccallllc.com. And like I said, you will find all of her contact information on the Epic Vision Zone bio page. And be sure to follow me on Instagram at Jane Applegath. And don't forget to reach out to me at janeapplegath.com where you can access your free download, The Keys to Your Dreams. I look forward to connecting with you. This is the Epic Vision Zone transforming your dreams into epic success.